0: Why isn't he staying at Buckingham Palace as George W. Bush did and as Barack Obama did? That is because apparently they are having a massive renovations. Really? <laughs> really? All
1: 52 bedrooms in Buckingham Palace are being renovated at the same time? All of them? Come on, man. I wonder if they have, like, comfy modern beds in Buckingham Palace or if they have, like, feather beds, goose down, and straw. I I would hope they've gone with, like, Tempur-Pedic. So I've got some really uh, big Supreme Court news. The notorious RBG has joined with the four most conservative justices in a ruling, but it's so confusing. I'm not sure I could even make you understand what the
2: ruling was. Can you give me the topic?
1: Uh, yes, it found that the Supreme Court on Monday found that a criminal defendant can be sentenced for violating his supervised release, even if the release expires while he is incarcerated ahead of facing new charges. All right, I read this three times. I blacked out like midway through that. I, I still don't get it. it Put some smelling salts
2: smell under his nose. That's it's, funny. You started, and I was thinking, concentrate really hard. How, how then, like, hard could it? Be? Then, like, halfway through, I was watching TV. <laughs> good
1: oh, God. Uh, seriously it is it's a, it's a, it's a mind F. it's it's like one of those uh, what do you call it like magnolia one of those movies that you kind of like Why but are you're the freaked out
2: frogs fall right and your wife sky.
1: hates it and right anyway back to you
2: is the electrical college going to go away <laughs> so as you know it's happened the electrical tw- college it's happened twice to democrats that uh they won the popular vote, Al Gore and Hillary Clinton, but lost in the Electoral College because of the way we do it. And then uh, so you end up with the end up. That's I didn't mean that. So you you <coughs> the, the result is the person who lost the popular vote, George Bush and mm-hmm. Donald Trump ended up being president. Right. So some people want to do away with the Electoral co- College. Um, <laughs> and uh, so one way to do it would be to amend the Constitution. That's never going to happen. It's just it's, it's way too impossible. So this way could actually uh, happen. The National Popular Vote Initiative, it creates an interstate compact that will effectively, effectively abolish the Electoral College without amending the Constitution. What yeah, you do almost is, got
0: it there. I almost <laughs> got it.
2: You know, I used to say electrical to be funny. Right. And now I can't stop. Now you wow. broke your brain. I broke my brain. Oh, I hate when that happens. And I can't unless I really, really slow down electoral college. There you go. So we're a multi-state, whatchamacallit, what now? So you get together with a compact, and they would agree that we will assign, because there's no rule on how you assign your your electoral votes. You can do it however you want in in a state. Mm-hmm. And if if all these states get together and agree, we will... Give all our votes to whoever wins the national popular vote. Yes. Obviously, mathematically, you need at least 270 worth of states to agree to that for it to work. Because you need 270 to become president. For it to work all the time. Well, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, was, what's mostly happening, it looks like, is blue states are signing on because it's Democrats right. that have lost on this deal. But anyway, right. so far that they're at 172. 11 states and the District of Columbia combined 172 electoral votes. If you got enough states to join in, then you could effectively do away with the Electoral College without having to pass uh, some sort of constitutional amendment. Right, yeah. A popular vote presidency would be... A terrible, terrible idea! I don't want to go through that again. We've done it a bunch of times, but yeah. it just doesn't work for all kinds of reasons.
1: I, yeah, I am definitely out of my depth here as a guy who almost attended law school. Uh, I'd be really interested to hear, say, Tim Sandifer or some of his colleagues discuss whether the court, the Supreme Court, might find that that uh, that compact was um, was flouting the intent of the Electoral College mm-hmm. without specifically, you know, violating it. That, that'd that be one interesting on, question. On the
2: other hand, you'd have an awful lot of uh, state legislatures, which are voted in by people. It's a lot of people who clearly support the idea.
1: Uh, yeah, right. Well, yeah. The Electoral College is, is a really interesting and, to my mind, ingenious plan, but it's not universally supported. Mm-mm. No. Uh, I will point out, though, my favorite uh, pro-Electoral College or... Putting out the hypocrisy of those who would obliterate it. They talk about, you know, one person, one vote. You know, it ought to be reflecting what the people's will is. These people will never, ever, ever go for proportional electoral votes in, say, California. If 25% of the votes in California, and it's usually more, substantially more. California is blue coasts with lots and lots of people. A blue coast. There's only one coast in California. What? Um, if you're excluding lakes and rivers. Uh, but back to the, the question at hand. um, It's an enormous blue streak, or at least the big cities on the coast, but then most of the rest of California is, bl- is red. If you had proportional representation, California's, uh, is it 54 electoral votes at this point? Who knows? They remind me every four years, so I don't care. Um, But all of those uh, electoral votes would be divided. Republicans would get a serious chunk of those electoral votes. That would be... Proportional, that'd be one person, much closer to one person, one vote. They will never support that. From it's a, not about justice. It's about electing Democrats.
2: Right. From a consistency logic standpoint, I don't know how you get around that argument if you're a, against the electoral college. I don't see how you stay consistent on that. Oh, well, they can't. You can't.
1: It's hypocritical, but it, it rarely comes up because the media never brings it up.
2: Californians didn't vote for one person. It's 60-40 it's Democrat. Right, so which is an enormous landslide. 40% of them to the... Yeah, you you got to stay consistent on that if that's what you believe. Yep. That's where it but dies it to me. They're just the trying idea, to rouse the rabble. The whole idea dies right there.
1: i fire people up with slogans and get them running like a herd, and then the reasoning is, is useless against them. Yes? I,
3: for one, find the proportional electoral uh, dispersals a, a very reasonable kind of compromise to some of the problems that exist with the Electoral College, and it fixes some of the things I don't like, which is the winner-take-all aspect of these.
1: Yeah. 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 Every Each side rigs the system the best they can when they have power, and then when the other side gets in, rigs it in their favor, they howl about it. But
2: that's um, fine. So, Sword, com- so far, more or less. <laughs> coming up, I want to talk about this, because this is really an interesting idea, and uh, uh, something that used to happen in this country, forcing people to get mental health. Oh yeah, we haven't done that for a long time, much, and uh, we might be headed back that direction. So, um, stay tuned for that conversation because it's if you're going to deal with the homeless situation, you got to be at least looking at this. Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: This hour, we'll get to the story of um, how Kamala Harris got her first gig from Willie Brown. Her boyfriend? Her boyfriend at the time, which might be sexism bringing this up. I'm not sure it would be a story if it were the reverse as much. I generally don't believe most of the claims of sexism about presidential candidates are true, but this one might actually be. Anyway, that later.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. I'm dealing with a situation in my personal life where somebody, I'm going to keep this vague because I have to, feels like maybe they got what they got because they knew somebody. And so they're in a position where they have to prove themselves, which I don't think is unhealthy. And I made the point to that person, well, okay, so you got to cut it now. Maybe you got a leg up or a recommendation or a friend of a friend or something like that, but time will tell. And and you know, at this point I would say Kamala Harris has been in the public eye long enough that she's either sunk or swim swum on her own merits or not. So depending on how you look at it. Anyway, uh San Francisco supervisors have a city full of uh poop chuckin' uh, crazy people, and junkies and druggies and drunks and and bums and trustafarians and scumbags of all sorts of different descriptions but there's undeniably a a fairly large contingent of people who have serious mental illness and are living on the streets
2: what what number are you thinking when you when you say that oh gosh. You're thinking it's 10% or 80% or what <sighs> i mean you know that seattle documentary they said it's pretty much a 100% a drug addict problem yeah but now, a, lot a lot of people, people self medicate a lot of those people could be mentally ill but in, right. a, in a, how many is that yeah oh it's it's really hard to say but I will tell you this, and and
1: I agree with the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco once a year, roughly, um, but I will concede that they are trying to deal with a very, very difficult problem, and they struck a deal Monday after months of negotiation and discussion that would expand the city's ability to force seriously mentally ill people into care, but they concede that it will probably help about five people. This is in a giant city that's teeming with nuts.
2: Force someone into mental health care. So you'd have to arrest them, right? If they say, I'm not going. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to put them in handcuffs and put them in the back of the car and take them there and and, and put them in a room with a lock on the outside. Right. So you're under arrest. You're in prison. And
1: I'll tell you the part that I agree with. They're going to try something. And it may not be perfect, and it may not even be great, but they they're at least tr- being bold in trying something. I'll uh, describe what it is, and and it's worth noting uh, that according to the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, even the legislation's most ardent supporters say it is not an answer to the city's broken uh, behavioral health system.
2: Not if it helps five people, it's not.
1: <laughs> right. So it expands the definition of who is eligible for conservatorship. Which is court-ordered mental health treatment. You're no longer in charge of your affairs. We are. Oof. If it passes, the city can impose inpatient treatment, meaning you can't leave, on someone, if they are severely mentally ill, addicted to drugs, and have been taken to an emergency crisis unit, that's a 5150 hold. You're a danger to yourself and others, and the cops bring you in. And frequently, there's nothing productive to do with you. But anyway if that happens at least eight times in a year. So if I'm reading this correctly, you're severely mentally ill, you're addicted to drugs, and have eight 5150s within a year, they can get the conservatorship gone.
2: How would they determine if you're severely mentally ill if you're messed up on drugs all the time? I say this because I know people who have been 5150 for being drunk or messed up on drugs that weren't mentally ill at all.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned, you get into the question of self-medication. Somebody's high because they can't function anyway because they're mentally ill. So, you know, where do you draw the line? But the Department of Public Health actually estimated the expanded law would help about five people. Um, and they Eight can't...
2: times yeah. in a year. Yeah. Or as a total throughout yeah. your life. That's that's, uh, that's a lot of times. Holy cow. Yeah, the Communist Board of Supervisors,
1: and they are borderline communists, um, said that uh, they understand it's a small step in the right direction, but they're going to give it a try. Uh, they supported the legislation after seeing several minor amendments. One amendment would ensure that someone who's offered a bed in a treatment facility before they're put into inpatient treatment... And offered a housing placement after they are ready to move on. All right. Well, that... All right. That's fine. Um, Those guarantees could minimize long wait times for people locked in psychiatric wards and lower the possibility of people being dumped back on the street after treatment. Um... None of the amendments, however, according to the Chronicle, addressed a fundamental problem that some supervisors had with the legislation. It would add more people to an already clogged mental health care system. That reminds me of all the jawing about Medicare and Medicare for all these days. People who advocate that have no idea what the Medicare system is like and, and the difficulties of it and how doctors aren't seeing Medicare patients and how if what is being proposed goes through the. Re uh, The compensation rate to medical professionals be even lower and so fewer people and so it'll be even more clogged and ugly but nobody wants to know about the details they just want to know about the slogans about 600 people are currently under court ordered inpatient and outpatient treatment in San Francisco. Um, some of them have found themselves stuck in locked wards for weeks, in some cases months, longer than they should be, as they wait for a bed in a more appropriate tr- treatment facility. Well, that's to Open up.
2: That's what I'm saying about this. So if you're a, you're so drunk or high on whatever that they 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 do this to you, and then you sober up and you're just fine. <laughs> you're fine when you're sober. Um, now you're locked up for weeks until they figure out what to do with you somewhere. Right. And then somebody else, not you, makes that decision. Yeah exactly because you're already in the care of the state and uh you know I, I do have to do something I get what you're saying you got to do something um and uh but it's it's certainly got the opportunity to, to go bad places yeah I I got to
1: admit I'd have to be a little more ambitious than I am <laughs> on the topic but I, I would like to study the whole closing of the state mental hospitals in uh, in a variety of states including Cal Unicornia. Back in the day, in the feasibility of uh, you know the different plans for dealing with the mentally ill, because our, you know, we've come so far in recognizing that nobody chooses to be crazy. It's an illness like like the flu or muscular sclerosis is an illness, and that mentally ill people deserve our compassion and our help. Um, uh, but it's it's a hard topic, man. It's hard and it's thorny and it's complicated, and the best solutions ever come up with are very troubling. Because who's crazy? How crazy? How often are you crazy? Who gets to decide your freedom is denied to you? What if you take drugs and you say, "Look, I'm fine." You got to let me out of here. I'm an American citizen. How do you keep that person in there? Then they start they stop taking their drugs and start acting nuts again. What happens then? It's tough stuff. And a little depressing. Sorry I brought it up.
2: I've heard the self-medicating excuse for years in reference to the mental health, health issues. Which came first, the mental issue or the drug use? That is a problem with that. Some of each. I know Depends you, on the person. You fix that, I guarantee their mental health issues uh, are because of their drug and alcohol use. Sure, a, sure. That happens, too. Did you hear That's about that a school,
1: dress, a school bus driver driving drunk? Claimed it was a donut? Made her do it? Jack, that school bus driver might be telling the truth. They might have auto brewery syndrome, also known as gut fermentation syndrome. My question is, where do you sign up? Auto brewery syndrome, I'll describe it to you.
2: Coming up. Wow.
0: Well, what's coming up in your
2: news, Marshall?
0: Well, GOP leaders jumping into the Mexico tariff threat situation. We've got big tech in the crosshairs of the federal government and Jeopardy! James wild game show ride. Coming up. Which leaked out before the
2: show aired, which made a lot of people mad, because that's what we do in the modern world. We ruin everything. And or they wanted to make sure they had a super gigantic audience for that show. That could be it. Um, I'm, I'm going with we ruin everything. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Brewery Syndrome, also known as Gut Fermentation Syndrome, is a rare Medical condition in which Intoxicating quantities of ethanol Are produced through the Endogenous fermentation within The digestive system. Long and Short of it, you got a yeast in you, you Eat stuff and it ferments it And you get ethanol and you get Kind of drunk
2: on it So it's like you're drinking Everclear
1: Yeah Ah, disease can have profound effects on everyday life as well as the recurring side effects of excessive belching, dizziness, dry mouth, hangovers, disorientation, irritable bowel syndrome, and chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, It can also cause personal difficulties because you're drunk all the time
2: or now
0: and again have no
2: idea why or how and deny having
1: drunk anything.
2: Yeah, because none of your friends are going to believe you when you're hammered drunk and you say, I haven't had anything to drink. Right. One of the uh, most important diagnostic tools? is they hit you with a breathalyzer.
1: Get up in the morning, you have a bowl of cereal or something, maybe a couple of slabs of bacon, an hour later you're there in the doctor's office, hammered.
2: It happens. It's rare. Can I just put a tap on your belly? You can if you'd like. Among things coming up, how Kamala Harris got her first gig with her uh, boyfriend, Willie Brown. See if it matters to you. Also, how the Queen sends secret single signals to her staff <laughs> with her handbag. Ah, oh. it's a good story.
1: One flap means feed me budgies. Two flaps means take me budgies out for the walkies.
2: Your what? Me budgies. What's a budgie? It's a dogger. Right? Bird or something. Okay.
1: Where the <laughs> hell did that come from? What, is she, what does she have? What kind of dogs does she have? Those little sausage dogs, uh, cor- corgis. Corgis. Uh, corgis. Yeah, so yeah, little,
3: th- the runty-legged dogs, yeah. right? Yeah. I love those little things. Yeah, yeah. little tiny legs, giant chest,
1: <laughs> right? Very proud. News now. <laughs> oh, what is it? All arms, no legs. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
3: They, they, yeah they skip leg day. <laughs> right. They just hit, working out just the glory muscles,
1: <laughs> right?
0: News now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, House GOP members are hoping Mexico will reach a deal with the U.S. on immigration to prevent those threatened tariffs. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy.
2: I noticed the conversations with the um, leaders in Mexico as well have been very productive. I'm very hopeful. That's why there are no tariffs right now. We have to June 10th.
0: Now, the California Republican says we're breaking all records as the flow of migrants crossing the border continues to soar. He added that Mexican leaders have been productive. He believes they're going to help the U.S. with immigration. That's what he's hoping for. Many of the GOP members and senators have spoken out against the move from the Trump administration. They're saying it's going to hurt the U.S. economy and put the new trade deal at risk. The tariffs are again scheduled to start uh, go into effect starting next week. It looks like big tech is in the crosshairs of the federal government. The House Judiciary Committee announcing a sweeping antitrust investigation of an unspecified number of tech companies. The panel said it would do what it's calling a top-to-bottom review of the market power held by giant tech platforms. Now, the firms weren't named, but published reports indicate that it would be Facebook, Google, Amazon and Apple, they would be the targets of the antitrust investigation.
2: And it's interesting because those companies do really different things. I mean, Amazon is so different from Facebook, which is so different from Google.
0: It would be the first time that Congress has undertaken this type of investigation of the high-tech companies in this country. Tinder isn't saying whether it really plans to turn over data on its users to Russian intelligence agencies, even as the Moscow government is demanding that it do so. The government says the dating app must give up the data on users, including messages to the government. Oh boy. Now if Tinder doesn't comply with the rules, it risks being completely blocked in that country. Completely blocked. The rule would only apply to any user's data that goes through Russian servers including messages to others using the app.
1: You know, so Putin knows, you know, how you've been trying to get busy and with whom and what
0: you've said and the rest of it. Yikes. Yep. Demand on Tinder is uh, part of a flurry of legislation aimed at tightening up Russian government control over online activity. So they are really tightening the belt on Take, all of this. Taking
2: a page out what the Chinese are doing.
0: Yep study from Deloitte finds the vast majority of consumers are under tremendous financial pressure these days, with two groups in particular feeling the heat, low-income Americans and millennials. They found the average net worth of a millennial was just $8,000 at the 34% drop for that age group since 1995. Apparently, it's a combination the high cost education, healthcare, housing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the people under the most financial pressure mm-hmm. are the
1: young adults and yes. the poor. You say? Yes. Wow. Thanks,
0: Deloitte. <laughs> Jeopardy! James Run is over. The professional gambler lost in the final Jeopardy round in an Bro, episode. You suck. In an episode that aired on <laughs> Domi! <Dummy. demo. laughs> That aired on Monday. What is a loser, Alex? Academic librarian Emma Butcher broke uh, tower's 32-game win streak last night. What a game. Oh, my gosh. What a way to start the week. Congratulations. We're going to say goodbye to James, too. We'll be seeing him again. James winning over two point four million dollars during the run—it's impressive, but it failed to surpass the all-time record holder Ken Jennings. He yeah. won over two and a half million. It came
3: up about 50, 60 thousand short, but his his average show winning was more than double what Jennings
2: had. That's interesting, yeah. and he might be happy to be done with it. Can I go back to my regular life now?
0: Betting on sports, hmm. walking away with almost two and a half million dollars anyway. In the way out, uh, J- uh, James sent out a Twitter saying uh, he. Uh, he says, "I knew I should never have invited Drake to the Jeopardy taping. That was his final shot. It was yeah, a bit of a internet
3: meme culture there. Drake is known as a bit of a curse amongst uh. frontrunners. He often roots uh-huh. for the favorites. Those favorites often lose. Mm. Uh, he was uh, notably the the heavyweight." fight over the weekend there was a, a picture with the the guy who eventually lost with drake say looking to break the drake curse this weekend oh, oh right. go. And, and it didn't work right so yeah that oh, the drake is a known curse
0: thing he wasn't
3: actually at the cool. jeopardy tapings
0: yeah so they bring the raptors so he hangs around with the raptors so. he's from toronto so
3: yeah that's yeah. his team yeah. okay. so
0: is the uh, golden state warriors are they letting
3: drake sit in the front row i don't think you can stop somebody from buying I mean, a ticket foreigner
0: canada sure check his papers yeah. There you go, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It'd be funny if
1: ice came in, ran down <laughs> the aisles out. and everything, grabbed Drake, whisked <laughs> him out.
2: Well, it's sanctuary city, so they wouldn't do that. Um, uh, speaking of the border, we got this text. I've been to Guatemala every year of my life for the past 13 years. Okay, I have not. The north border of Guatemala would be very a very easy place to stop any immigrants. Non-Guatemalans, a.k.a. non-Mayans, stick out like a sore thumb. The area is mountainous. There are, because there are ski roads, um, there are just a few crossing points. It would be extremely easy to stop immigration at the southern Mexico border. I don't know anything about that. Ski Guatemala. I had no idea. So that's the pressure Trump's trying to put on him. Hey, get your southern
1: border under control. I was just reading about Belize a while ago. It had come up in previous conversation about Central America and uh, Trump and tariffs and immigration and the rest of it. And- I Belize. I have a sandwich. I believe I'll have a, another one of these fruity cocktails. Uh and and it, absolutely beautiful. But they mentioned that uh, crime and violence is on the rise, partly because of uh, the cartels and human trafficking mm. and drug trafficking too.
2: So coming up next, how uh, Kamala Harris got that job of hers. Um, also. Uh, 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 one way they handled the mental health situation in some foreign countries just came across this story uh, We were just talking about that forcing people with mental illness into help, which we haven't done a lot of, but stay tuned for all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Armstrong and Getty <laughs>
0: Strong and Getty show. Oh, that man said, Son, now Can you sing a little so bit? So I got a bunch of
2: different here? things. These are completely different flavors. Country, I don't know if different flavors is a good idea here, but all mished together in your mouth, in your brain. Mished? No. Like for this, for instance, this one's pretty heavy. So we were just talking about. San Francisco might start forcing mentally ill people out on the streets into into care. Mm-hmm. which We've been saying forever, what are you going to do about homeless people that are crazy? They're not going to do anything themselves. Right. Completely different question than somebody who just likes living on the street. All your evil dictators have used their crazy as an excuse for sweeping people up and putting them away in institutions. Yep. Uh, mental health problems. Political dissident, yes, he's mentally ill. So, we're going to try to figure out how to handle that as a country. How do they handle various things in other countries? I just came across this story. It's related, I think. Netherlands teen raped as a child, legally euthanized due to unbearable pain. The 17-year-old girl was legally euthanized yesterday in the Netherlands because... She couldn't handle the emotional pain of her childhood rape. Oh, boy. Apparently, in the Netherlands, a 17-year-old can make the decision on whether or not I want to live to die, and then a doctor will come do that. Wow, that's a different system than we've got. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I Seventeen. With... What's the lower age? Children as young as 12 can opt for euthanasia in netherlands great scott that's a horrific. 12 year old that, that is, is horrific. horrific that is horrific a 12 year old can make that decision oh my
1: god you talk about ideology blinding do the sense. parents
2: have a say holy crap anybody have any crazy views of uh of life when they were 12 13 14 15 I'm honestly I'm pro assisted
1: suicide with certain fairly rigorous sure. safeguards have no for old folks either. choosing the time of their own and place of their own demise Absolutely. and the rest of it. Absolutely, um, but children—that's horrific.
2: It's unconscionable. Wow. Um. So there's that heavy story, but I just I just was shocked to find out that's true. Twelve-year-olds can. Wow, that is something. Yeah. Um. The Queen signals. Her helpers with her handbag. Hmm. I don't know if she did any of these with Trump, but she always carries around a, a fancy handbag. She has about 200 of them, they say. It should be plenty. Carries her personal items. What are her personal items? Uh, she carries around a mirror, a lipstick, and a five-pound bill to donate to the church. Hmm. She also sometimes has her reading glasses, mint lozenges, and a fountain pen. Pretty much what every old lady has. That's pretty much what I have. Pretty much what every really old lady's got in her purse. I got a a pen and some mints. (laughs) If the queen sets her bag on the floor, she's sitting in a chair and she she rests in her lap. If she sits it down on the floor, that means I'm stuck in a boring conversation. Somebody come rescue me. Wow. Yes. Help. Help. If she puts it on the table in front of her, that means get me out of here within five minutes. Ooh. I'm done with whatever this is. Yes. I would love to have this power. Oh, please. This is the one power. You, you, you want a superhero power? You wish you could fly, be invisible? No, I want this power. I want the. I want to be out of here in five minutes. Here's my bag on the table. Uh, Your Royal
1: Highness, I do apologize, but the Prime Minister needs you immediately. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was
2: having such a lovely oh, time. Oh, my and... goodness. Germans <laughs> again, you say. Well, I better get going. I. <laughs> I'm off then, <laughs> toodaloo. Me, my mint, my mirror, and my glasses. Does anybody like a mint before I go? And uh,
1: oh, oh, that's so good.
2: <laughs> everybody, everybody needs that everybody right now needs and that again. Yeah. And do I have time for this, Michael? I probably don't. you got yeah, two this. minutes. Oh, I do. Actually, yeah. I was hoping you'd say I didn't. Because oh, yeah, this,
0: you got plenty of time. you got
2: three minutes. I would like to say, I'm going to say this out loud. We've got a lot of friends At the Washington Examiner. You have the worst website. Oh, it's unusable. Of anybody ever. Yeah. It's as if it's intentionally angering.
1: It, it, it auto plays videos every three seconds, no matter what you do.
2: It constantly resets, so it jumps up and down like six <laughs> yeah, inches. It is impossible to use. It's almost like it's an experiment to see what people will tolerate and still read something on your website.
1: And then after you've had seizures and migraines for the way the thing hops around, you decide, all right, to hell with it. I'm going to print it. That's impossible. <laughs> I've tried plenty of times. Because you print it, then halfway down in your print version, it's blocked out by some ad that popped up while you were clicking print or something. It's yeah, unusable. And so
2: the story I was just going to read disappeared as they often just reset things while you're in the middle of reading a story. Um, the one about Kamala Harris, her first, not her first job, but a, a first high paying cool gig when she was 30 years old and, and, and uh, dating the 60 year old Willie Brown, um, who was all powerful in California at that time. He got her one of those. You're on this. Board commission thingy jobs, oh yeah, which you show up to like once a month. I've been begging for that for years. Yeah, and it was a really high salary, one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year in today's money. So he got her one of these. You don't have to do anything for the money. You could live off this amount. Jobs. Wow. For his thirty years younger girlfriend. Wow. Um, I should have dated Willie. I could put up with it. And I think they met the Washington Examiner. You know, got rid of my story. But um, the uh, I think they met twice a month, and she missed twenty percent of the meetings over the. Four years she was on this board. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's one of the greatest scams in all of state governments, is these various boards and cities. The the advisory board. These various boards, and they put people on them and give them high salaries, and they often don't meet. Some of them, uh, John and Ken in L.A. talk about this a lot, the various boards that meet once a year, and half the people don't show up, and they all get a six-figure salary. And a lot of them have dictatorial powers, too, and are not answerable to anyone. Or some of them have very little power, but you get a check. Sure. That's the kind I'm looking for. That's the kind I like to. Yes. Um. So, yeah, the great scam. So, you, so you're so you 60. You date the 30-year-old hottie in your office. You get her $120,000 a year job she doesn't have to do anything for. Yes. That's pretty good power right there.
1: I'd like to serve on some sort of board. Maybe board of directors for a corporation. We have lots of listeners who are entrepreneurs, business people. Do they have a board of directors? I'll be on it. What's that? You're executing people who show up late for work? I wouldn't do that. You can't kill people. I'd, I'd be ready with that sort of advice. You're going to double your prices. People won't buy as much. Okay. Good point, Joe. And then they go about their business. Then I'd put my purse
2: on the table and somebody would whisk me away with exactly. minutes.
1: <laughs> exactly. Joe, your barn is on fire. My barn? <laughs> your barn. Go with it. Oh, my barn. Not my barn with my horses?
2: <laughs> Uh, Michael, <laughs> I'm quite sure you said two minutes, seven minutes ago. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. I fell asleep in here. <laughs> it is now my
0: incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron Armstrong and Getty. And those are all actually
1: Trump voices. Ah. Here's your
0: host, Joe Getty.
1: Let's get a final thought from everyone to wrap up the hour. Huh? Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought?
0: So I show up at work early in the morning and I'm drunk and I can say I'm sorry it wasn't my fault. I had some biscuits, it's stomach fermentation. Yeah. Right, exactly.
1: You got a rare syndrome. Uh, positive Sean
3: a final thought for us I'm currently three of the five episodes into the Chernobyl miniseries it just keeps getting better and better I give this my highest recommendation uh, it is fantastic uh,
1: that's all Comurific. I will watch it
0: Michelangelo final thought yeah the girlfriend and I wanted to watch TV last night I wanted to watch a movie on the Hallmark Channel with Candace Cameron but instead we watched fed up a documentary about the dangers of sugary foods I guess I'll watch the Hallmark <laughs> movie tonight I hope it has a happy ending Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us?
2: Yeah, I'll get into more of the details tomorrow, but Microsoft put out a long statement yesterday how mandatory password changing is ancient and obsolete. It's doing nothing. So, hey, companies, whether it's a company you work for or some company you do business with, this changing the passwords regularly, it doesn't do anything. So quit making it so hard to use your stuff.
1: My final thought is I was extremely disciplined yesterday, as I have been lately, uh, whilst losing weight. And I got on the scale this morning, I was up almost an entire pound. It's inexplicable. It's horrifying. God, God, why do you mock me? I'm going to give it about one more day then I'm going to give up. And then I'm just going to go to the store and buy some big guy clothes.
2: <laughs> Tomorrow night, basketball game. You get a pizza and some yeah. booze, and you just do oh, it yes. upright. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I'll show you metabolism. Huh? Huh?
1: So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks, all the stories we talked about. They are there. The videos, what have you. You can email us if you see something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God
2: bless America.
3: This is... uh
0: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
0: (laughs) the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I don't give a bleep. You can take a crumpet and shove it in your boot.
1: Wow. Armstrong and Getty.